We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch. Time for another Red Oak Fabrication interview. Don't forget, affordable powder coating is available just an hour outside of the Omaha metro area. At the intersection of Highway 34 and 48 in Red Oak, Iowa, whether it be farm equipment, upgraded car parts, bits and pieces, whatever you got, race car parts, chassis, Red Oak Fabrication can take great care of you. They don't just do powder coating, they also do CNC work, a lot of great products, Red Oak Fabrication on Facebook, redoakfabrication.com. Get an estimate for your powder coating job. Just email Jordan, jordanf at redoakfabrication.com. Can they do body parts? As I in human body parts? Human body parts? Yeah. Arms um, and legs? I'm That'd sure they weird. can, just not on purpose. That'd be oh, okay. weird. Those big machines, they'll take an arm off real quick. Why, do you want a gold arm or what? Start calling you the real-life gold member? I wasn't thinking about an arm. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joining us on the show now is one crazy dude who decided to open up a business during the middle of a pandemic. Matt Wag joining us on the show. He is the owner of Accelerated Diagnostics. You took over the bay that was formerly Precise Racing Products. I did, correct. What the hell? What happened? <laughs> I've wanted to fix cars my whole life, and here we yeah. are. So it's been a long time coming, and my wife and I have been trying to do this for quite a while. And, and then uh, we've had a plan for about five years to do this, and we were just looking for the right building. And I happened to be in the Bennington area back in June or July and saw that the, they had moved out and we're like huh that's a big building yeah so that's how we ended up uh getting in touch with the owner and looked at it and i walked through and we're like you want to deposit right now <laughs> do you remember on this particular day did you like fall out of bed and hit your head like on the nightstand it, it or kind the of floor? was yeah. yeah okay yeah. yeah so it's kind of kind of a weird be. story because we were trying to open the shop up and and i'll go into a little more detail about what we do but we were we've been trying to open the shop up for a while we had a couple brokers that were working for us trying to find a building and we had something found about a year ago and then COVID happened and the building we originally found fell through because of that. They thought we first time business was gonna be a little too risky going into a pandemic. They didn't know what was gonna happen. And yeah. so we didn't know if we were gonna get our financing either through the bank, but I just kept pushing and pushing and I'm like, we ain't gonna let this stop us and here yeah. we are. I joke with people because oftentimes you got to bump your head in order to become a race car driver and spend yeah. all that money to, to, to destroy your equipment or, or whatever. It's scary enough to start a small business, and you did it during a pandemic. Yes. I mean, man. That's just crazy. <laughs> Which uh, hopefully things have worked out for you. From, from what I've been able to talk to a lot of small businesses, despite the tough times, it, it's been fine. Yes. For some. There have been some small businesses that hasn't been. That's, there's been some yeah. very large businesses but that have been out of automotive spot. repair is job security because yeah. they're not, it's not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about accelerated diagnostics. What do you guys, what's the inspiration behind it? What's your specialty and what do you guys do? So a lot, a lot of what we do, we'll fix about anything people drag in. But we specialize in a lot of electrical and electronic work, mostly late, later model vehicles. So the newer stuff that you typically go to the dealership for. So we have a lot of like diagnostic scan tools and dealer equipment that most shops wouldn't have or wouldn't want to invest in nor how to use. So we do a lot of training. Most of our guys, if not everybody, gets uh, 40 hours of training a year. So we are constantly traveling all over to stay up on our game. Now, I feel like we're the type of facility or shop that'll work on the problems that the other places cannot work on just because we have those tools and the training and the equipment. And 
you know, my background, I started as a dealer tech and I was a college instructor for a couple years and then I trained for Caterpillar uh, construction equipment. I was a regional trainer for those guys. So I think my background helps me better realize how this stuff works. And I think you have to have a good understanding of how vehicles are designed and engineered and how they work to go in and fully troubleshoot and understand how to, how to fix them. But well, Dan breaks weird stuff, so he's going to he be does. coming to see you. You come see me. We'll get yeah. it figured out. Give me a scenario that somebody brought your, they had an issue with the car and they brought it to you. Okay, so real weird one we had. We had a 2019 Ford Ranger, the real recent one I did. It Dan was a, used to have a Ranger. Did you have a Ranger? Brand new. I had I had the pre versions. Okay. Still the mini trucks. It so, wasn't these newer ones. So this is one that would normally go to the dealer because of the problems it had, but the challenge is it was in an accident, so it had a salvaged title. Well, when you get salvaged title, they void all the warranty on these things. So we took it on. Well, it had been in a crash. The body shop that worked on it did not understand the system. So all these, a lot of these newer cars, they have collision avoidance systems on them. And in these adaptive cruise controls and blind spot monitors. And, and that's a lot of what I've been focusing my personal training on lately is because that's going to be what leads into self-driving cars if they ever come to fruition. But there's enough of those systems on the road that you've got to understand them a little bit. Well, that was what this body shop did not understand was you can't just start unplugging this stuff and plugging new ones in because they have to be programmed and, and recognized by the other computers in the car. So. So this thing had a mile long list of codes, like fault codes wrong with it. And there was like seven or eight computers that were fighting with one another on it. And, huh. and when you get a problem like that, that's the challenge is figuring out, okay, where do you begin? I was say. Because what you want to do naturally is just erase all those codes and hope that they don't come back. Well, every one of them did. Yeah. So then you just kind of using your experience, your training, um, a little bit of a guesswork, rolling the dice more or less than you kind of say, okay, I'm going to start out with these because I think they might be related. And, and then you just start chipping away at the list till they're gone. But I think having the tooling and equipment that we have and the access to the dealer literature and software, that's what we were able to get this thing fixed pretty timely and inexpensive, believe well, it or not. Some of those systems are crazy. I, I drive for a, a small used car dealer here in town. And, you know, I'll go to the auction and pick cars up or deliver cars, whichever. Yes. And... The first time you're cruising down the highway at 75 miles an hour and somebody comes flying by you at 90 and then cuts you off and your car throws you through the windshield, it's kind of interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't know it was coming. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of that. And that's a lot of due to insurance liability and stuff. Oh. There's just so many people want to sue the, the manufacturer for this and that. And so that's <clears> why they're putting these systems in place is you know, to... I know I'm, if I'm driving up, I get so close to somebody and it slows me down, but you don't think about that person cutting you off and slowing you, you down. You don't. <laughs> you don't. And I've got a lead foot, too, you know? <laughs> I'm on the cruise control, yeah. you know, and I'm just cruising along and... Whoa! What uh -huh. the hell was that? Oh, and if you've been in any of them, too, that have the cameras, some of them have cameras in the mirrors, and when you start yeah. to get over into some of the other lanes, <laughs> it'll dee -dee -dee, and some of them will start to correct your steering, and it's just... It's wild they have that ability to do that. It's, it's just crazy that's what's involved with making all that work. Well, self-driving cars can't be worse than 90% of the Americans out there driving right now anyway. So. I, don't think, I don't think you're wrong at all. That, that, that's the I, reason why I've I'm excited through, about that. I've been through Chicago, Kansas yeah. City. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been through some Atlanta, Georgia. You've you driven in Miami? No. 
I okay. had the I had the craziest thing happen to me <laughs> in Austin, Texas. Driving down the interstate, we're booking probably 60, 65 miles an hour. I realize, oh crap, that's my exit, and I'm two lanes over. I reached up to the steering column. I flipped on my my turn signal. I looked in my rearview mirror, and they backed off and gave me room. Now in Omaha, they will accelerate and pull yes. up next to you and stay there. Texas and is a block whole other state. They're nice there. They are. They are. Omaha is a bunch of things I can't say at a family-friendly <laughs> event. You mean kind of like Iowa, where it's idiots out wandering around? Watch well, your mouth. I mean, <laughs> I've had better mouth. luck driving in Iowa than I have in Omaha, but <laughs> my part of Iowa doesn't have the interstate system like Omaha does. But uh, you're located out, uh, once again, 12252 North 153rd Circle in Bennington. It's the old Precise Racing Products shop. How, uh, how fun has it been to get in there and kind of put your stamp on how the building will lay out and work. That was one of the funnest parts of this because when we decided to open our business, we wanted to build this thing from scratch. We didn't want to go in and acquire somebody else's existing building or buy somebody out that was retiring. And part of that is is because we wanted to build it in a state-of-the-art manner because we do work on such nice stuff. And along with our newer cars we work on, we work on a lot of classic vehicles too. So it, you come in any day of the week, you're going to see something that's pre-1970 in the building. Um, we really enjoy that. But when you work on nice vehicles, new being that new of a vehicle or an old classic, one thing important to people is they want to see the shop. And that's part of how they are in trust with us is being able to come back and see that, wow, this is a really nice area. You guys have brand new lifts. You have nice tooling. You have nice equipment. This is I, We keep it so clean you could eat off the floor back there. We really, really are organized and take a lot of pride in it. Don't challenge me. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, don't but, challenge Dan. But you he you will. come on back there, I'll, I'll cook you a steak and we'll, well eat it there. Okay. We'll the workbench down You heard him. Dirk, you heard All him. of you guys, come on <laughs> up. Dan and I, we've both been there. We yeah. used to do some some remotes for him from time to time. Sure. Um, obviously, they had the garage door. You can basically open the one garage door on the east side and drive out the garage door on the west side. Yep. You know? So did you guys put your uh, bays in there? You drive in and then pull in like a right yes. turn or some of the north sides where you yes. laid your... Yeah. So, so oh, a lot of efficiency and thought was put together to how yeah. we laid it out. So we had a blank blank canvas to work with with the building, which was ideal for what we wanted to do. So most of the time you would think you'd want to drive in through the front of the building and then have the lifts kind of pulled off to the side. And, and that's what we did. But we ended up... I was standing in there one day talking with a friend of mine and we're like, why don't we... Put the lifts so you drive in from the back of the building. Now, there's a little bit of logic and science to it, but think about when we're done. We always like to validate our repair to make sure we've actually fixed the problem and the complaint. So we like to go on a road test. We take a pretty comprehensive drive, but when we pull back around, we can drive in through the back of the building, pull it back in, inspect it real quick because we always want to make sure, you know, did I get that hose clamp tied or, you know, is that oil leak fixed? So we'll pull it right in, back it up. We pull it up to that front door. Then we can bring our client right out of the lobby. They can walk right into our air-conditioned shop outside the weather or when it was negative 30 the other day and I didn't have to walk them outside. We can walk them right in, get them in their car, open the door. They're just right out the front and right to the road. So, How many, so, how many hoists then? So right now we have three. Okay. So we started out, we put two in since we were growing the business. We, you know, we didn't have a huge mountain of cash we sat on to open this and we wanted to be cautious with COVID. So... We started out, it was my wife and I in the business. She was working at the desk, and I was the sole technician at the, at the moment. But So we started out with two hoists, and then as we've grown, we've hired employees now. So we have two technicians that work for us. 
and uh, I've added a third hoist in, but we've got, if you wanted to consider a technical bay size, we've got nine bays inside of there. Oh, I was going to say, that, that's a big It's building. a huge, huge facility, 7,500 yeah, square building. feet. Yeah. And it's air conditioned, if I didn't mention oh, that already. So yeah. it's like, good. this is paradise. And, and you attract, we attract good people that way too. You know, that's a perk to, well, and to you, be in a tech. And for everything you do, you don't need a hoist. You don't. You know. Yeah. When I'm pulling a dash out of something to fix a $10 electrical component, you know, because that's what they Don't are. you mean a $200 electrical component? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's 300 You heard me wrong. Uh, favorite car you've worked on so far? Okay, so um, we do work on some exotic vehicles from time to time. So I've worked on a 2008 Lamborghini Murcielago for a friend of mine. Um, we also work on some Dodge Vipers and... But so those would be some of the newer ones. Um, some of the older cars, I just finished up with a 70 Chevelle SS that we did quite a bit. We had it in the shop for about two months, just going through and getting everything mechanically up to par on this. And then we had a 68 Chevelle, we just completed a mechanical restoration on. We don't do body or paint, but we do everything else. So we, we did disc brake conversions to both of these cars per the client request. and My 68 Chevelle had factory disc. That's what you want. <laughs> That's when you got a, a good one there. I'm seeing a stretch Hummer in the shop. Okay, so that's a fun story. Yeah. So we get, like I said, well, we're kind of that shop that'll work on stuff that others can't. And, and you think about that, a lot of shops can't fit that kind of vehicle inside. So. Yeah, I was wondering what lift you put that on. <laughs> so that's a funny story because I had to get that in the air, believe it or not. And and we we have to get resourceful from time to time. So that one had a it had an engine problem, and that uses a, a six liter V8, an LS based engine that you'd get in a pickup. Yeah. Believe it or not, to pull that big thing around probably gets two or three miles a gallon, because it's full time four wheel drive. So you can imagine oh even my God. even the Hummer limo still four wheel drive. Well. It had a problem with an oxygen sensor underneath of it. I couldn't get under it to get to it. So I had to, I've got some friends that have these portable column lifts, these wheel lifts that you can move around and they're typically used for lifting semis up. Yeah. And he's got a big shop and I said, hey, you got a bay for me. <laughs> and he's across town in Bennington there and they, they do diesel pickup work. I said, you got a bay for me. He goes, what do you got? I said, I got a Hummer limo, I need to get in the air. <laughs> so we had this big stretch limo up in the air and we got it fixed for him, but, but that's what we do. We, we problem solve and just because we normally couldn't do that doesn't mean we're not gonna figure out a way to do it. And, and yeah. we got that fixed up and it was, it was fun. And I, I saw some news, by the time this airs, it'll be outdated, but uh, you got a big announcement coming on the Facebook page. You're adding employees. We did. So we, we just hired another phenomenal technician he's an experienced guy he's bringing and i'm not going to name names yet because he hasn't uh, officially started but monday he'll be joining us so he's he's a chrysler dealer tech he was with uh, two different chrysler dealers in the area for the last seven years and he brings a a, a wealth of knowledge to to us and it's easy to know who you work for because there's not too many there's chrysler not many dealers. around <laughs> yeah. no, there's, there's not, not many around and uh plans for the future where, where do you want this to go do you want to expand to multiple locations so right now, our, our biggest goal is to grow really big in the local community. Okay. So, so we're, we're really big and in, involved with the community as well, like involved with the college, the schools, we're a member of the Chamber of Commerce. So we want to get a really big um, growth in the Bennington area to start being a trusted partner where people can go, hey, that's the shop you want to go to. You don't need to drive to Blair to go to the dealer. You don't need to go to West Omaha to go to the dealer. Like the, these people will take care of you. So that's our plan now. We want to stay in the Bennington area. 
um, and, and continue to grow. Fortunately, we're in a big enough facility that we've got tons of room to grow, and and uh, you know we'll be able to add three or more staff, three or four more staff to this facility. But I can see in the next three to five years maybe opening another location in a, in another part of town. That, yeah. So that you be, you Omaha born and bred then or transplant? Well, from Las Vegas, would live here almost my same whole thing. life. Yeah, same, same thing. thing. <laughs> but but I've been here my whole life, so so I know the area well, and and and, and that's the the fun part of this is I've been involved with so many or, good organizations over the years that I've been able to kind of build a a, a name for a what network. I do in a network. You're exactly right, and so that's been the biggest thing that's helped us with this, and that's what made it a little easier to take the leap of faith, knowing that a big pandemic was going on and. But we had the faith, and, and thankfully, we've been busy since the day we opened, and it's the community's just been great. Everybody's so supportive of small business, and we couldn't be more thankful for the community coming out and showing support for us. It's been fun. AcceleratedAutoService.com, Accelerated Diagnostic and Automotive on Facebook. Give them a call today, 402-315-2996. Uh, electrical issues, codes on your machines, things that you would typically think, oh, well, I only have to take that to the dealer. Matt and everybody over at Accelerated Diagnostics and Automotive could take care of you. If you got a car, we'll get it on the road. We'll keep you safe, keep it reliable, keep it efficient. So we appreciate anything you guys have for us. Thanks a lot for your time, man. It's always great to talk to a new business in town. Thank you guys for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Best of luck and stay in touch. If you guys do an open house, let us know. We'll come out and help you out. We will. Hopefully in the spring, summertime. All right, thanks a lot for joining us, Matt. Thank it's you great guys. talking to you. Thank you. We'll be back on the front stretch. If you love wings, if you love rings, and all kinds of other tempting things, great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of Mav TV, featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food. Located on Mid-America Drive in Council Bluffs. We all have that co-worker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par. 95 mile an hour fastball. Bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track. Professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your co-worker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17.